everyone. Welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 24. I'm your host, Britt Wagner. Uh, once again, we have Cole Kirkman. How have you been, Cole? I've been good. Very excited with the Pioneer format. Having a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really good now. It's I'm a huge fan of Pioneer. It's It seems like it's the... Uh, it's the format we're most interested in right now, and that's probably what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to go over the RCQ event, uh, the, the last one of the season for us, and how we did. It wasn't great, but we'll go over it, and uh, then uh, we'll talk about our decks. We're going to go a little bit deeper in them this week. So, uh, Cole, I'm going to go ahead and go first on the RCQ event, because I, I think overall I did worse than you. Um, Although our records were the same, but I'm just going to go first anyway, because your, your tournament, you had more at, at stake, I think. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I'll try to remember. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, few, a little while since it, but I'll remember round one because it, it was a pretty good game. And it was that's a pretty good most, game. It was, yeah. So this is round one. And, oh, uh, so let's talk about our decks. I almost, I almost forget that every time. So Just assume they know. <laughs> no, right. I mean, usually they're right. <laughs> <laughs> like um but let's let's go over uh let's go over your deck choice so what what were you uh le- looking at playing and then what do you settle on for uh for this rcq i don't even remember what option b was i just know that i was like heavily leaning towards grease fang i don't think uh, there was an option b for you to be honest no i picked up grease fang with the help of brett and i had been grinding it a lot um and honestly i was incredibly happy with how well it did uh there were, I think, two other Grease Fang players there. Uh, one of them, me and him, became... It was actually a friend of Brent's. Yeah. Uh, from another store, and we became pretty close. Uh, he's a really cool guy. Uh, so we talk when we see each other about it, about, like, Grease Fang tech. Uh, and then Justin, who top eights, like, every RCQ... Yeah. ...was on Grease. He narrowly missed out this week, or that, that RCQ. I think he went X and 2. Yeah, him and I, I think, had, like, basically the same ending record. Because, unfortunately, with this event, uh, X and 2 was dead. Yes, there was like, 68, there was... and yeah. I thought there was going to be one, maybe two X and 2 that made it, but it turns out it was, no, that w- the second loss was lethal, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I settled on Grease Fang, Abzan. Uh, I had a couple of uh, extra choices in there that I liked. I, uh... I think I played two Lily. I think you did. I, I did, yeah. Because yeah. you were talking yourself down to one at that point. Yeah, like, so I will say, uh, I did like Lily when she didn't end up in the graveyard 95% of the time. <laughs> uh, so I will say that about her. Uh, if you want to play Grease Fang, and we're going to get all into that later, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but another card I played that thoroughly like, just overperformed was uh, Traversy Uvenwald. Oh, the, your nice Russian ones that uh, I let you use. Yeah, I, I, bought, I bought you English ones. I have them with me. I um, Honestly, it, the Russian Russian text looks pretty cool on Magic cards. I, we I like have it like more seven than... Traverses now. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway, they're, anyway, they're yeah. good. But yeah, so they, um, they overperformed. They were very good, surprisingly. Um, I will say the two lilies helped in the matter of getting them faster, but I mean, you're playing Grease Fangs like most of the time you had Delirium real quick. Uh, I also learned about Witherboom Command because I'm dumb. 
I didn't I didn't know <laughs> I that it could this. get any land out of your graveyard. I thought it was like Grizzly. So learn to read your cards, everybody. Don't be an idiot. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I I don't we I did make top eight. I got real close. Um, unfortunately, and we're gonna I'm gonna go over my last round, which I guess didn't matter because like we said, X and two couldn't make it. So you you ended four and two. Yeah, no. Well, I lost my last round. Okay. To to Mono Green. Gotcha. Okay. It okay. seemed fitting because everyone was like, "Oh, that guy is on Rakdos," and then I sat across from him at Forest Elf, and I was like, "Ah." <laughs> I was like, "That's it's a little different." Yeah. But yeah. Um. Otherwise, I did really well. I would definitely a hundred percent run it back. Um. Like I, the deck overperformed. I think my only losses really to were just. Uh, I played against a buddy of ours in Dead Drew, and then uh, one game I like multi three or something like, or not multi three, but something ridiculous. Like, I think it was like multi five, like three lands, cherry, and a dude. And I was like, all right, <laughs> good luck, have fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, I and I know Brent, his deck was really sick. And, um, uh, he, what what did you play? So, uh, I think on the last pod. I I said I'm gonna play probably play mono green. But so I, blue... I actually listened to it by the way. I will tell you you did say green. You said okay. you said between this or green and this other deck. Right, I'll like, say in a second. But right. you were like, because I, I like I said before I listen to the podcast at work like a like an insane man. <laughs> but uh, Brent and I I re-listened to it and I was like oh and Brent in that episode you go I'm deciding between green. And blank, but I really like green, so it is interesting your choice. Yeah, no, because I I walked because I was like, you know, I want to play the best deck for once, and it's green. And part of me thought, you know, I like I like mana, I like lots of lots of it and stuff to do with it. I like combo, like it just seems like the Brent dot deck. And and then at, on that podcast, I was like, but blue creativity se- seems pretty cool. But anyway, we're go- I'm probably gonna play green. That was basically the the TLDR of the. Uh, of of my take of like what I was gonna play, uh, and then I get the I finally get the cards, and then Cole and I were like, all right, let's go. We'll, we'll play locally. We'll play on consecutive uh, consecutive days uh, to play Pioneer at like two different shops. Or like let's let's get some reps in, and then I play green at play against black red. It doesn't go well. And I'm just like I don't want to do this. Like I don't like because that was the. The, the the stance was like green is good against black red, but maybe I got bad luck or bad variance. Uh, but I was like it, I it it I, it did feel good in my stomach. Just like this is supposed to be the good matchup, and black red at this point was we don't know how good it is. We just know it's really good, and I was just so unsure about it. And then looking at and I remember talking to you, Cole. I was like, I'm gonna do blue red creativity and we'll see how it goes and i think that and i walked away as like playing at the other like local event like man this seems good because we were the we were the like the best two players in that room like as far as like the individual results uh we played in the uh we we played uh for the i guess the trophy or whatever (laughs) the the third trophy uh which was like it was really like it was kind of our matchup was unique, but we both kind of walked away like really happy with the decks that we were playing, and like we were pretty locked in at that point. I was like, you know, I think my black red matchup because I played Jacob, who's 
a very competent Magic the Gathering player to put lightly. And just he was on black red, and I just the win was so like decisive. I was like, yeah, this seems so much better. And maybe it was like my good luck or something too. But I was like, yeah, black red does not feel like a good match, or feels like a really good matchup. So at that point, I was like, yeah, blue red. And I was like, kind of expecting a lot of black red in the room. So I was like, this seems like a pretty good choice. Um. So yeah, blue red, and then you played. Abs and Greece, so we got all five colors of the pie. E- we did. Fairly represented, which is great. Even Roger did screwed up because he played Niv-Mizzet, Niftalite, so still equal. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was uh what I just what I landed on. So let's let's so we'll go to my round one. I'm playing against uh Muhammad. He was the one who took me down. He was playing uh we play uh in the RCQ uh, the, the the same one at Darkhound Pioneer when he beat me he was on Modern Green versus me on on a uh, Lotus Field and we uh, funny so kind of funny story at Boardwalk we play I'm on Green he's on Black Mono Black Devotion so we both like sit down like oh I think I know what he's on then he shows me Yorian and I sh- I lead with like um, Spirebuff Canal Pass and he was like that's the-. and he jokingly says like that's not a forest I was like well that's not a swamp it's like alright alright um, but he's yeah he, yeah he's a good guy um, and uh, yeah yeah I I did like he was he was in a in like a neighboring friend group I guess I don't know how to say it but uh, like he was in with a different group of people that I just respect and I got to got to like him kind of as uh, or I, I never disliked him, but I was like, I kind of walked away like, yeah, mama, pretty good guy. But we played a good three-game set where I just... Um, so game one, this was the most interesting game, I think, by, by quite a bit for me. Game one, I have... Uh, he, he's, and he's playing Incarnation, and I'm just like, okay, this... I don't know what, like... Like, I was joking to Cole because we had someone locally who was playing an incarnation deck. I was like, ah, I'm not going to run into it. And then round one, it's right there. Uh, and I said it was going to be there. I said, I was like, you wait, someone's going to be playing it. I'll, I was like, dude, I like, I think the deck is cool. It's just like dope shit dot deck. But I was like, I, I felt like it was, pro- I was probably not going to see it. You did. Uh, yeah, but then I, I stumbled into round one. I was like, I deserve this. Um, and, he so he plays a, like a late siege rhino as his only blocker. He's at like twenty six. Basically, if I combo, he's gonna have like he's going to survive. Like he the thirty damage with this combo, which I'll just go over real quick. It's world spy worm and Xenogos. Uh, world spy worm is fifteen fifteen. You just double the power toughness with Xenogos and haste, so it's just thirty trample damage coming over. That's kind of the only relevance of it. Um, I'm going to try to get my exact deck list. I'm going to put it in the show notes too, so if you want to like digest it, feel free to pause it, and then you can just check out the deck list. And I think we'll try to get yours as well, but no promises yeah, I, I, on yours. Well, I was like, I, should, I have a picture of mine. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll include all that in the show notes too, so if you want to pause or whatever. But I know he has the Siege Rhino, and I'm like, okay, well that's sucks i can't kill but i have like a, a fair bit of mana so like all right i'm gonna creativity x equals three target my two like treasure tokens or whatever and target your siege rhino 
I didn't account for the fact that his deck is just full of dickhead creatures. So he like gets, I think the the blue Aether Channeler. He's like, okay, I'll... <laughs> it was like that, no, or like it was the Deputy Detention or something that bounced. It's like, <laughs> it's like, well, that's great, but so I was like, all right, fine. And uh, <laughs> I went, so so that was game one. I was in. I think like I don't think there was anything I could have reasonably done, but it was just, it was just kind of funny how that how that struck out. Uh, going into game two, I just I think he mulligans low, and I just go super super hard and super aggressive. I know there's 21 minutes on the clock because I do remember this. 21 minutes on the clock. We just finished game one, and I, in my head I'm like, okay, I need to I need to move because I'm a slow player. I'm playing a deck that could be complicated. I need to like try to get two wins really quickly. Oh my god, he admits it. I I never did it a minute, <laughs> but we I play I beat him within like four minutes. I look at the clock; there's 16 minutes, and as we're like shuffling and, and you know going over final deck building, I was like, okay, I was a little worried about time, but I think we're pretty good now. Um, and then we get to kind of the the breaking point of this of this game. I have uh, he has a siege rhino. He just on on his turn. He just played a siege rhino, and he just flipped the fable, of the mirror breaker. So it's now on the Kiki Jiki side. Uh, but you can't activate it because it just flipped. And my turn, I have from the turn prior, I have a shark typhoon, like the enchantment in play. So I'm like, okay, I can make shark tokens, and I can uh present. I, I was like, I have a few options here. Because I have a Shark Typhoon in hand, I have Active Ottawara, so, which will cost me some treasure, and I have like Mystical Disputes and other stuff, or whatever. I, I, I don't remember the, the, all, all the cards in my hand, but I'm I think, like, okay. I think that was like the important thing. No, right. And so I like Sorcery Speed, I was like, okay, well if I find the cards, if I have the right set of cards, I could probably win, so I cast the... Uh, the Valica four mana, no, oh, I'd ha- I had Valka Wickening Hand, but I cast the uh, four mana, uh, draw oh. memory deluge. I cast oh, memory, memory. Okay. so I cast that. I'm like, okay, let's just get some info. As like, I still have enough mana to like interact on the opponent's turn, and I get like, and then I get like the disputers, uh, whatever. And I like, pass the turn, I have a four four shark in play. So he untaps the first thing he does is like, all right, I'm gonna target, I'm at 11 ish life. Like, all right, I'm going to target the Siege Rhino with the Kijiki. I have active auto war open. So I'm like, do I let this happen? And I still think maybe I should bounce in response, but it's so tough to say. But I'm like, I have spells, I have interaction still. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll let it happen. So he, he lightning helixes me. And then. He has a hasty 4 5. He has a, he has a 4 5 Siege Rhino, a hasty 4 5 Siege Rhino. So I'm like, okay. And then he's like, all right, cast from hand, glass pole mimic. And he's like, glass pole mimic, target, seed drive. I was like, okay, let's leave that on the stack for a second. And I have like two, two mystical disputes. And I'm like, okay, cast one of them, trigger, make a 3-3. Three, three. He's like, okay, I'll pay three, thinking like, which is still like a pretty good spell of mine, like one mana, make a 3-3 three, three shark. And then I do it again, so I make a second one. And now it's so much better for me that... Like part of me thinks I should just help priorities. Like no counter, counter unless you pay six, make two sharks or something like that, just to like 
rule out everything. Uh, but anyway, I you know whatever. I don't. And at this point, there's like the, the entire room is watching this game. At this point, I'm like, oh my god. So like everyone's watching me. Yes. And yeah, which is you know that's fine. That's kind of like what makes magic fun. So. So he looks at his attacks. He has his 4-5 Siege Rhino, the token, his other, like his main Siege Rhino, and a, the, uh, to- the uh, Goblin Shaman token that t- you know, attacks, makes a treasure. He's like, all right, I'll attack with this, with the, with that to- with the token, and both tokens, the Siege Rhino and the Goblin Shaman, make a treasure. It's like, okay. My block is pretty easy. So both my 3-3s three at the Rhino, so what, he'll kill one, and my 4-4 four four will... Uh, Eat the two-two attacker, and he passes. So, and I, I turn, and then I get my turn. I cast Falcon. I have a lot of mana, so I cast Falcon Awakening, make a token, which is relevant. Like draw a bunch of cards, and I find the creativity. I'm able to creativity X equals two uh, on the new token and like a treasure. And he gets fire, so it's like I know he's not interacting. And my attacks put me put him at negative one because he has like twenty six. 26 life, he could block 7 damage, but there's a total of 37 or something like that. He was dead by like 1 life point or something like that. So, that was, that was a really, really good game. Really interesting. And I was just relieved. And I swear to God, like, at the end of this, Roger's like, why don't you just cast Shark Typhoon on your other turn? I was like, dude, what the fuck, dude? Like, both, can I we breathe? Both said, we both said y'all, that. Y'all both said that. I'm like, I, well, I, 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 Roger went at you first. I, I was giving Roger, him a minute. Can, yeah, no, no, because you were just like, why'd you, like, you were talking, uh, like, why'd you sideboard this in? I was like, I would left them. I was like, I, dude, and it's, it, you know, it's fine. But I'm like, I, I need a second, man, <laughs> because, like, like, the round two is starting, and I was like, I, I need to, like, deboard. I have, like, like, this, this stuff in front of me, but, like, I, I, I do, like, I think you were kind of right because I bored out a lot of removal because I was like I think just like spell based interaction was correct. I don't think it is, or like some of it, but like I bored. I think there's out. a mix that you're supposed to go with. Well, my thought was because I know what your your thought was like answering the stack versus because uh, he needs to use the enchantments to go into the idiots. Right. Yeah. For me, it was like the the idiot. The value is the ETB effect, so killing it doesn't matter that much. Like really, just Fable, and they play four of them. Like that—that that right. was my thing. Is like I'd rather keep like some cheap interaction to get rid of Fable, because like right. that's a big engine for them. It's like using these mm-hmm. ETB idiots to Fable. Right. Yeah. There was like I don't remember how I sideboard, but I have like the sideboard is full of like blue interaction spells. Because I know and you're on I, roast. I, and I said. I said. No, I, I was on roast. I was on roast. You didn't play roast for that event. Mm-mm. No, you kind of suggested that I do, and I was like, I don't think I need it. No, I no, I played um, no roast. I don't remember what it was then that I saw, but I was like, you should have brought this in. Fires, fires of oh, you board out, you boarded out fires. And I was like, boarded out two, yeah. And you said I should have kept that in. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, like worst thing it does is cycle. True, which is what your deck kind of wants, anyways. It's like just cards that equal draw card. Right. Good, good old blue red. Yeah. Yep. Uh, round two. Um. So th- I think my rounds will be that was kind of long. I'm I'm gonna try to keep. I know I kind of just start start babbling, but round two I'm playing it's mono white human or mono white humans, which we'll probably talk about later. Uh, I in game three I execute the wombo combo of uh, deal thirty, but he has, <laughs> but he has 
11 points of butt, and I'm just like, wait, but you should die. And he has it, he has a board presence, so he kills me. He had like a, had a Redain, so like creativity costs six. Dude, Redain's or, so good. It, it was so good. Cause, or it costs seven, because I needed to have the idea of creativity X equals two to win. <laughs> it finally got to it, and then I, he had enough enough booty. See, to, that's the crazy away. thing when you were telling me about that, that he managed to have enough to block it and live through it. Right. And that, then like and then kill you. Like it didn't cost like his whole board to do it. Like he Well he had uh Dauntless Bodyguard, so it's Redain or the the uh or yeah, because Redain has vigilance. Yeah, so she's, it's, a, she's a two three, two, three. With vigilance? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I thought I thought you were gonna tell me that he had like the flip side of a. Uh... Redain's artifact, or whatever. No, like, no, whenever you take damage, you take less or some shit. Yeah, no, no, it just I, I dealt, I went in for thirty. He was like, "Fine, I'll go to two. I was like, "Okay, that's that's cool. not, that's not dead." <laughs> Wait a minute, but I have these cards. <laughs> Combat has been established. Why are you not dead? Anyway, so so I I go oh uh one one, and then go to uh. Mono Blue Spirits, which is a deck I would want to dodge if at all possible, and he I get crushed two nothing pretty pretty decisively. The the one interesting thing about that was I the post board plan if you if you pause and like checked out the deck list or if you're familiar with Blue Red Creativity, it's whole brick of horror is like a pivot where it's tried to get to like turn your whole brick of horrors into like remands on a stick basically. Like that's that's just really really strong. Uh, so I like cast creativity X equal one target uh the the token the uh the goblin token. He like slips out the back. I was like, what, dick? Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, I could target my treasure token, but I'm like, I'm playing around spell pierce. So I'm like, I think this is correct. Um. Because he had two mana, I was like, okay, I can't play against the mana elite card or you know lofty. But I was like, I like, I was like, I I just want creativity on this to give myself the most mana to to kind of fight this counter counter war. And he's like, oh, I'll just slip out the back. I was like, okay, good for you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Dude, was slip so good. Yeah, it's so good. It's like good for you, buddy. Anyway, so he beats me, uh, but that's that's the like, only thing in- interesting of that match was like that, and I just never got to a point where I could hard cast one of the, ma- the hull breakers in hand, and I don't know. I probably should have prioritized making mana and attacking and shit like that. Because I like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, going to round four, um, I play against Black Red Sack, and I was just watching our, you know, we were talking about Alec. I watched Alec uh, beat this uh, Black Red Sack. I believe his name was Justin. I never played against him before, but I've seen. Oh, I've was seen he the him. guy that was on uh, Orzov? At uh, the guy that I talked to about recently for a while. I think it was on. He was on Abzan. Alec no. was on Abzan. No, not Alec. The the other guy. Justin. No, this was like Justin Ivy who was playing Black Red Sacrifice. Mm. But I knew that he was like it, you know. Funny, we're talking about my deck around him because we're talking like we're chatting with Alec and then. You know, I make we're making small talk with him. It's like, oh yeah, and you say something, like, oh yeah, and Brent's on Blue Red Creativity. I was like, and I was like, yeah. So that or like, so I want to dodge like some weird interaction. So he knows what I'm playing, and then we go to a table together. I was like, damn it, Cole, keep your damn mouth shut, <laughs> or whatever. 
but it's no it's it's fine but i like knew he was on black red sack he knew it was out i was on but man those those games are so easy um like i even think it's easier than like just regular black red because they have literally no interaction with uh black red doesn't even have like kill spells they just have to hope their thought sees is really strong basically and that's their interaction um or lily or early lily's good too i guess but anyway like pretty funny i cast i board out shark typhoon this is game two i beat him in game one pretty easily game two i play uh shark typhoon which i boarded down to the a single copy post board but i have i was like i have mana i have shark typhoon i'm not under any pressure i guess i'll just put this as an enchantment and i have two treasures up he's attacks with the uh his mayhem devil yeah, I was like, well, before we go to blocks, I'm just going to dig through time, like two mana, make it 8-8, eight, eight, draw two of the best cards in the top seven. And yeah. just like blow, blow the doors off of him. And he's just like never, never get, comes close uh, to being able to deal with, with me. So I beat him pretty easily. Uh, following that, I play against uh, Mono Blue Spirits again. But there was a lot there. Which was surprising. To me, there, was, there was a lot of Rakdos too. Yeah, yeah. Like I think actually there was way more Rakdos than uh, uh, like green than there was last time. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I'm able to beat him in two games, and then the last round I actually don't remember. I know I lost because I went three two into losing. I just don't remember what it was. I guess it doesn't matter. Um. But anyway, I end up three three, and uh, and then we're just kind of like just talking with people who are just dropping after that. So that was that was my tournament. Um, and going over like the deck real quick, like uh, a, a good buddy Roger who was with us, he asked both of us, "Would you run the deck back?" And I was like, "I would one hundred percent run this back." I think yeah, that like, was it was a really important question. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was it was a good you, question. Would you run it, it back? Yeah, because it's it 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 kind of requires like some background of like what you would do or change or whatever but i was like yeah i would run this deck back for sure like i I was like i think this is like a hidden gem in pioneer like this deck is good i think i mean it's put up numbers so like it's it's definitely it's definitely good not not like the decks you're interested in but i think there's i think there's something here for sure yeah i think if you play it competently you can you can be competitive for sure um and there's i'm kind of always like looking at the the builds in the in like the deck dumps uh, really, it like okay. I'm, I'm not gonna go too much deeper than that in this segment, but may, maybe a little bit later. But I would, I would run blue red creativity. I would run it back 100 percent of the time, and that's what I'm leaning towards precursor right now. Um, but Cole, let's. Uh, so you, how did your um tournament go? Um, so mine, uh, I basically went through three. Uh. I had another round. Uh, what is it? Uh, trying to remember the exact. So, I when we found out that Exit Two doesn't make it, it basically the last round that I played was didn't matter. And I played against Green, and they carned me, and that that's how that matchup goes. But uh, round one, I played against our good friend Mikey. Um, he's been on here. Uh, he actually did really really well. Uh, that event. Yep, uh, yeah, he did. So very good on him. Uh, I know we're probably gonna talk about him later, but yeah, he did. He did really, really well. Uh, he played blue white, and I was on green. Thing. It was actually the first time I ever played that matchup. 
games were game one uh came down to this was where i had made that joke earlier about me not knowing how a card works uh, <laughs> and this is why this was important uh this is why you should know how your cards work boys and girls uh because i didn't know whether we could get back any land <laughs> so when him and i were playing he strip mined my white sources because i was stuck on one and I just never got back uh, a land because I was like, oh, Witherbloom whiff. Uh, so know what your cards do, everybody. Promise it's worth it. But <laughs> um, but either way, it was good, good close magic. I know game two, I had a Lily, uh, and I like had us both hellbent, and then he like top decked memory delusion to like fairy to fairy, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so that was how that went. Uh, round two, I played against Rakdos midrange. Uh, and that matchup felt real easy as it usually does for me, so that was really nice. Well, the feature of both of our decks was like we we thought it lined up pretty well against the the big demon. Yeah, like I it felt really easy, and then thankfully my next round after that was Rack Sack against a really uh, a, a guy I love playing against. Um, every time him and I play, it's always fun. And he had brought up uh, he was like, I don't think I've ever beaten you in our whole times playing. And I was like, Oh, don't say that. <laughs> and then he was on rack sack and i was on grease fang and i just did the nut real fast um then round four what was round four that was that was against uh blue red uh aspiring spike creativity i'm pretty sure mm. that was that was that match yeah oh that was because then after that was against uh devin yeah so i played against blue red and I, I know I didn't talk thoroughly about my other matches because they just weren't really, like, I, I'll tell you, they weren't interesting. Like, I'll be straight up. Like, against the Rakdos decks weren't. I kind of just did the combo and then, like, unfortunately my round two opponent didn't know how the combo worked. So there was a turn where they thought seized me and they took Parhelion because they, they just didn't, they didn't know what, like, what the point was. Yeah. So, like, that, but that was only one time and they learned real fast afterwards, <laughs> obviously. You, you only make that mistake once. but. Yeah, I played against Blue Red. Game one, uh, I get crushed. And just just disclaimer: this is the old like uh, torrential gear Hulk version. Yeah, it's the, the torrential that... gear Hulk. Yeah, but With he the also and stuff like that. So game one, he uh, does the combo um, to uh, go through your deck, you know, to like mill until you find uh, find whatever you're looking for. Would you know it's whatever. Uh, so I look through his deck, because he gets three gear hulks out. And I look through his deck. He's playing, like, 12 shatters. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, what am I sitting across? Whatever. It's a guy I've played against. I, I know him. But game two, I combo. I, I go for on turn three. I'm like, if you have it, you have it. Like, you got the answer. Because my hand was still good past that. It had, like, uh, can't stay away and stuff. So I was like, ah, I mean, if he does something about it, he does something about it. Right, you'll uh, be doesn't. back two turns later, basically. Yeah, he doesn't, he dies. Uh, and then game three. Oh my god. Let me tell you, this is where Lily shine. <laughs> so, I open her, I, I don't know, I, I don't remember what led to this point. I think I like had an opening hand of like Duresses, Thoughtsies, Grizzlies, Satyrs, like I drew into all the good stuff. Okay. I never found a Grease Fang to save my life. <laughs> and I drew a lot of lands. So for a long time in that game, I had Lily and two Satyrs, and he was stuck on land. 
Lily did a lot of work. <laughs> and the satyrs dealt a lot of damage. And uh, we just get to a point, it kind of like draws out from his... Oh no, there's a point, I find a Grease Fang. And I thought sees him before I'm going to do it, I look at his hand, and it's like, he's choked on mana, but it's like counterflux, removal, like fry, and all that stuff. And I'm like, or not fry, like rending volley. And I'm like, uh, like, okay, so like, no matter what I take here, this Grease Fang's not going to see the world. So I'm, right. like, okay, so I'm like, okay, so I'm like, I'll take your counter, or I'm going to take your rending volley, because you had three treasures. Or like two treasures and or two lands and a treasure. So I'm like, if you're gonna counter this, you have to use all of it. So he does. He, he eventually draws out of it. Uh, I never find a way to get the grease vein back, and I never find another grease vein. But Lily gets to six loyalty. It's scary. Yeah. And I'm like, this Lily's about to ruin him. He combos off, or he does Indomitable for two, and goes and gets two gear hold. And at first he's like, I'll double big score. And I'm like, okay, that's perfectly fine. Like, go for it. That's really gross, but go for it, because you'll draw four cards, but you'll lose to Lilial, really. And he's like, wait a minute, no, I can't do that. So he Prismari commands, deals two. And I have a really good turn after this. So my hand is like Lily and Besaju, my second Lily. Okay. So I'm like, at his end step, Besaju, one of the Gear Hulks, my turn, down tick my current Lily, attack for two. We do this song and dance for a while. He kills my Lily on board, and then I cast my other one. He counters it. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, okay, well, this is rough. He eventually gets a den out, starts just beating me up with it. My satyrs dealt 18 points of damage. <laughs> I eventually... Oh and, and we're at a turning point. He's got like five tokens, a den, and I'm like, I'm dying. And... Eventually, I draw my last Witherbloom command in my main, and I'm like, oh my god. And I slam it down so fast. I'm like, you lose two, I gain two. And he drew, like, five more cards after that. Like, he went, like, big score and a dig through time and didn't find a counter spell. And I was like, oh my god. It was a, it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, I played against Devin. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, plays, oh, at yeah. our, plays at our shop. He played Rakdos, and it was good games. Uh, that was when I made reference about mulliganing. Game two, I mulliganed to four or five against him. Yeah. And it was just a really bad hand. And then game three, he mulls to five. And there's a critical turn. This is where I messed up. I, I'm almost positive I think I would have won if I did. Um, but I'm, you know, I, I'm, I can't say because I don't know for sure. But I went for the kill. He had a he had a graveyard trespasser out, and like I said, he mulliganed real small. So I was like, okay, what's the chance that he has whatever? So I'm like, I have Vanishing Verse, which I played for this weekend, or for that weekend, which Vanishing right. Verse did really well. It did perform really well. So if you're interested in playing in the Abzan version, it is good. But he has that trespasser, so, and my hand is like Parhelion, Grease Fang, Chariot, and that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get him. So I'm like, at your end step, I will Vanishing Versure, Trespasser, pitch my Parhelion. He's like, okay. I'm like, all right, cool, my turn. And I was like, well, I have an option of Chariot, which is safer, or I just go for Grease Fang. And I was like, oh, whatever, there's no way he has it. And he had his one of Eliminate. And then had a second Trespasser. 
Gross. Yeah, so... Uh, that happened, and then the game kind of ran away from there, because then he top-decked, uh... Um... Whatever that stupid thing's called. Uh, Shieldred. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm dead at that point, but play the last round, it's against Green. Uh, Green did what Green does against Grease Fang, which ruined me, so... Yeah. I know, that's that's kind of the unfortunate part of Grease Fang. It's like, you, you don't want to play against Green, and that's one of the best decks right now. Yeah, I mean, that's like, that's it, because like, but it, so, the thing about that, though, is like, it is on a, a decline, like Green is. Yeah. Like, Rakdos is kind of coming out of the woodwork beat it now, so. So, it, it is, um, and I think there's just other decks in the format that are beating it. Right, like, just fast aggro, which we talked about before, this, like, Boros Heroic. Uh, mono. I think mono white does pretty well. Yeah, mono maybe. white gets through because all you want to do is just go fast and then like just go through them with uh that stupid pro pro color. Right. And blue white is. I think that's close. And mono blue spirits, I think, is like slightly favored. Yeah, I mean, when I played spirits against it, it felt pretty good. Right. Yeah, you're just like if they have Nykthos active, it's like it's tougher because you're you're playing mana leaks style spells and stuff like that, but. But I think like Mono Blue Spirits overall is like pretty happy to play against Green. Um, so yeah, so we play, so we both uh, do like despite our uh, to me like I wasn't disappointed in my record or really my play. I think like which typically I am disappointed in one or the other, but <laughs> um, but this way I was actually like probably the least pressure I felt because I'm like you know this is I'm playing a pseudo fringe deck. It's good, but it's like if I do bad, I'm not gonna be too upset because it's not like Amulet where it's like you know I I'm kind of like you put the hours in. I put the hours in. I'm like I like I deserve to be top eight, <laughs> and and then I get paired against Mill, and then I'm just like why do I make my life choices the way I do or whatever. But but like this one was like okay, I'm playing a deck that, I've admittedly not too well practiced in, but it's like a style of deck that I really like, and I do do pretty medium but i'm just like still happy with like the deck performance and i think like it could have i think it definitely could have been as the, among the best decks in the room oh yeah and i, and I think with grease thing too is like it's just a really strong deck as well like i think i i'm happy with both of our deck choices respectively yes i i really liked uh what i played so. yeah so and then, as we said, with with we had dinner with Roger, which oh, that was an adventure too, uh, because we went to like we we're looking at some local restaurants to eat. We we're like, all right, we're done. Let's 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 eat, and we went to like, uh, the like Texas Roadhouse, and they had like a uh, three week wait line or something. So we're like, okay, well we can't wait three weeks. We'll What's wait two weeks. Three week wait. <laughs> it was might as well have been. It, then, it, it it was almost like yeah, it, was, it was ridiculous. Then we went to Fifty Fourth Street. That was like a forty five minute wait, and then uh, we get some air support from uh, Roger's spouse, Roger's wife, and she's like, "Hey, go to like the backyard." I think it was called. Yeah, the backyard. Backyard, and we're like, "Okay, we'll do the backyard instead of like uh, Twisted Root or something." And they were found out backyard is just kind of like the the hub of a few restaurants, which includes Twisted Root. So like, oh, okay. And we all ate, and we had had a really good time. Yeah, it and was a lot of fun. Talk, talk, talk magic. It was a lot of fun. 
It was uh, a it was an overall good event. I was I was very happy with like the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so too. And, and once again, the stores. It's one I I kind of wish I went to more. It's 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 out of the way, and that's a large reason why I don't go there. But it's it the store. It's like super. It's one of the the better stores in the DFW area for sure. Yes. Um. I th- and they're, and they're a premium store, so they get to do two RCQ events. I think they said both will be standard, unfortunately. So I'm I'm not too dialed into to play those. Uh, I'm I'm looking into them. I, yeah, I know, like you and Jacob and uh, and a few people are, but I'd probably just like, even though I, it's like I have, I could build into decks pretty easily. I, I to me, I'd just like look and say, oh, mono blue Delver, that seems fun, and just like, I think that's like a hundred bucks, and just call it there and just not invest too much money into to this i don't know i'm i guess like i'm frugal when it comes to standard so i'm I'm like not too interested in playing fair yeah i mean i don't know i I, i'm kind of medium on it too like i'm a little i'm kind of like either i want to do it or i'm I'm not gonna do it (laughs) what's wild is like standard decks or basically because black is the best color like they are the they are more expensive than Pioneer decks. Oh my god, it's so bad. I mean, Pioneer has like throughout the history of Pioneer has been like a very accessible and cheap format. Like I think the most expensive, well, black, red, and blue, white are like two expensive decks. But outside of that, just like as I kind of look, there's a lot of really cheap decks. Like Mono Blue Spirits is 170, and that's really and it, it's and a, that's good, a good that's deck. a good deck. Yeah, like it's not like you're buying a bad deck. Like, yeah, and Mono White Humans uh, is also like really, really cheap. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. like it, like the decks that are cheap are not something that you're like, all right, well, I'm buying this, and then it's probably gonna suck. But you're right. Thank God I bought it. You know. Yeah, just like standard. Just like you, you should play a black deck. Like all of like the top five decks are mono black, and they're north of five hundred. They're more like six hundred dollars each. Uh, if we're using Goldfish as a reference point. <laughs> But anyway, we're 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 not a finance podcast. Um, that's that's just my <laughs> take. It's like I'm not I'm not in a, I'm not in a rush to play standard. Uh, because I you know I'm I'm dialed into pioneer. I'm like really into pioneer right now. And then I there's also really modern pioneer. Yeah, pioneer is awesome. And then modern. Um, I'm gonna go over modern real quick because I don't think it's gonna take too long. Uh, because there is the SCG event that's coming up in uh next week. Very, very soon. It's right around the corner. And I, I know I say this before, but this time I'm not, I don't think I'm playing Titan, Cole. Oh? Yeah. But, and we talked a little off the castle. So this is all basically scripted entertainment. But, <laughs> he's not wrong. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? No. I can't, I, what? No. <laughs> Just like fall out of your chair. No. Um, I'm going to probably play, uh, a different creativity deck. Um, it's my he loved type, it apparently. so much in Pioneer. He's playing it elsewhere now. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably gonna look at uh, some create like a few creativity lists and try to find the the build that I think is 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 good. The first one I was leaning on was uh, a list that I saw in uh, I think it was a Moto Prelim, which was by a someone who's known to play like kind of a best deck player, but he I know he played Amulet, so I was like, okay, let's look at this guy. And he was playing two Shadow Prophecy and two Persist on top of a pretty otherwise stock list. I was like, yeah, 
let's do that. Um, because I think persist is like not a common uh, angle that they that the deck plays. And I'm like, I think it's not bad. I know Justin, you know, Mister Top Eight. Yeah, he's he he's more on a uh, Grixis. Like he typically plays Grixis versions, which does have persist and creativity. So, um, like if they unholy hit the first one, you have persist to get it to reanimate, and that just seems pretty good too. So, I know he would probably have my back on this one. I mean, he literally, literally, every RCQ I've seen him top eight, like, with, uh, it's been with creativity. You're right. Exactly. So. And, like, Shadow Prophecy, and basically this is now a domain deck in in modern, and there's, like, a few decks that are basically domain decks, like Four Color and Rhinos are now just domain decks that play Leyland Binding. Like this one, we get the like this the cantrip. It's just a common cantrip. Shadow uh, Shadow Prophecy. That's the one we talked about last week. It's three mana instant. Look at the top X cards where X is the basic types. You pick two. The rest go to the graveyard. So it really feeds that persist synergy while yeah. like digging up to five cards. I I think that card is so good, and this like seems like a good shell to it. So that's why I'm like really interested in like this build of the deck. And there's a few like. I think that's kind of otherwise it's pretty stock like the leyland binding is is what is the is also in the deck and it's just running archon of cruelty as the uh basically the win condition which is pretty much the 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 standard for the deck it's not emrakul or primeval titan or anything like that it's just archon uh but yeah with the oh the quiz because we i told you off cast because oh right, uh, right, right right yeah it's <laughs> so I was and this is going to be credit to the dive down podcast who they they typically do uh they'll do data d- dives basically so this is from the NRG event in Minneapolis Minnesota uh name the top five decks in metagame representation this is a quiz for you in modern and mo- yeah this is modern and the order doesn't matter, but if you want to try for the order, go for okay, it. Okay, so the top five, like, most played deck. This is this is purely uh, numbers of, of like, the co- numbers of the deck. Like, how many people played this deck, basically. So what are the top five? Hmm. Go in order, too. Yeah, let's make it more fun. So, so I, think the, like, I think the highest, per- like, and we're talking about, like, just so I understand that. We're talking about like high percentage. Deck. We're not talking win percentage. We're talking about but like a thousand people bodies. showed up with this deck. Yeah, how many people played X deck? Like, yes. Okay, I think the highest one highest one is four color. Okay. And then the uh, second highest one would be creativity. Th- and this is you're talking we're talking about the number of players. Yes. Like, so you think n- number 2 is Creativity. creativity okay so or no me... i'm gonna put i'm gonna put rhinos at number when when hold on when was this event this was like last weekend i believe it was like last weekend like uh six five five days from this recording i think the 24th this is the main event too so this is like not like the main event was legacy and then the side of and then the day after was was modern or anything like this is like the main event you know maybe it's Maybe the best players or something like or whatever are still playing in the main event, so this is kind of the, the the worst players left or whatever. No, this is like this is the main event also. Okay. Do you want to update on how you're doing so far? Sure. Okay. 
<laughs> so you're actually correct about four color. It was the number one uh, most played, like four color blink is is the the category. Uh, that was the number one deck. Creativity. I I don't actually have this the full set of data in front of me, but creativity was not in the top five. Okay. For for players. So what would be the number two? Since it's not creativity, what would you say? What would be the number two? As far as people playing. Well, so that's where I was going to change it. I think maybe Rhinos? So Rhinos is also not in the top five. Not also in the top. You're missing... I think you're, I think you're missing a pretty easy one. Does it burn? Like, am I going to no, get God? No, 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 no. Number two. So there's still blue, red, merc tide. Oh, I, I forget. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're just like just whiffing on it. But yeah. No, blue, yeah. Red, okay. Merc. Yeah. Merc. Okay. So merc tide. Yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. So four color. Number one, blue, red, number two, number three. It's not. You it, have not said it so far. Is it Yawkmoth? No. Okay. That would have been, that would have been a little crazy. I would have like flipped out. Yeah. Um, yeah that would be crazy. And like, if that many people were like, yeah, Yawkmoth, let's do it. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so number three, uh, this is Jacob's. Uh, oh, Hammer. Oh. Hammer. Hammer, or Hammer Variations. Number four was Yawkmoth, actually. Okay. I, and, I, oh, and, okay. what's number four? Oh, and number five, uh, that's my deck. It's Titan. Titan. I, I was yeah. going to put Titan, like, really low. Because, like, I feel like Titan and Yawkmoth should sit in, like, people don't want to play those decks unless, like, they know the deck. Right. Yeah, I agree. And, like, it was number four and number five, respectively. Uh, And it's for, like, number of people. So, like, it wasn't four-color creativity. It wasn't Rhinos. It wasn't uh, Burn. It was... uh, It was Yogg and Amulet rounding up the top five. Which, to me, that was, like, really surprising to me. Maybe not so, like, I would think, like, seven and eight, or, like, six and eight or something like that would just, like, from my gut. But, like, these were top five, like, best played. So, out of, so, there are two decks. uh, uh, Yeah, let's do a little more trivia. This is fun. Okay. Two decks that actually uh, had the best win percentage uh, that are not on this top five. What are they? Uh, I swear to God, is, is one of them Tron? <laughs> no, Tron. <laughs> I, I won't bring up Tron in this in this trivia. I'll, I'll. Um. So number one was actually um Jeskai Breach. Oh, okay. And number two was actually Four Color Creativity. See, I think Four Color is just really taking a minute. Uh, um, like it's taking a minute for people to figure it out. Right. And they're still like, what's the best build? Is it like what what creature package? Which to me was always like almost the least important part of the deck was like how do, the win con. <laughs> I don't know because um, they all kind of win on their own, but yeah, but yeah. So uh, I'll go over kind of the win percentages, and this is kind of based on memory. Uh, four color had like so, reach had like a sixty seven percent, but that's that's kind of credit to the few amount of players that are playing it, and they did well. Including like Jesse, uh, like uh, the uh, I can't the I, she has a like funny Twitter handle. And I'm just like blanking like Titty Pills. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So she like got tenth or something. So like she did really well in that in that event. And 
So, and there were not a lot of players, so it's just like that kind of get, numbers get inflated if there's only like a few people. And then uh, four color creativity was like they're both like sixty to sixty five percent win percentage, which is quite quite good. And yeah. then in the top five, four color was like fifty four percent win percentage. Uh, I want you to. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna put you through it one more time. What was blue red's win percentage? I always feel like it's really low. <laughs> it's like forty two percent. Yeah, I was gonna say. I always feel like it just doesn't turn over great. Yeah. Yeah, I think between Hammer, Yogg, and Amulet, there was like a, around 50%. Um, I, I, don't, I don't remember those numbers offhand, but, but yeah, that, to me, this was like uh, just so fascinating, like numbers, and like it was kind of crazy. And like I was saying before, like Jeskai Breach and like Four Color Creativity are the decks I want to get into, and they're, it's kind of like encouraging to see all those. Uh, those really good results too. Yes. Uh, but like going to four color, like I had Jeskai Breach. I have it ready to go, but I'm just like, I think I'm too stupid for it right now. Like I think I need like way more reps to play it. Yeah. A- and Dallas is just too close, and for and creativity just seems like a really strong choice right now. Yeah. And like I, I think there's no shame in playing that. I just need to find a good good build of it and and be happy with it basically. Um. And I think I'll do. I think I have a chance to do well. Um, but that's that's it. That's all I want to talk about. Modern. I might want to go a little bit deeper next week. But for now, um, I just kind of want to talk a little bit more Pioneer. Um, so going into Dallas, because you're you're not going to do the main event for Modern, but you're going to do the side event for Dallas. Uh, would you say pretty confidently that'd just be Absent Greasefang, or where where are you looking? So I did buy into another deck. Um. I got into Mono White Humans, um, which is a good deck. Uh, Ross Merriam says it's a very, very good deck. And, and I mean, it it plays really well. Uh, it was funny because we talked about earlier how cheap like decks are to build, and that deck is like, super cheap to build. Like Mono Blue Spirits, kind of when that was first like rising up, it was like so cheap. Yeah. And yeah, Mono White, Mono White Humans is that deck too, but it's also just like really fucking good too. Yeah, it's just it's funny how like how cheap the deck was to acquire. <laughs> like I was right, yeah. thoroughly surprised. Yeah, just go to your vending machine, put a few dollars in, like D four, and then you have the deck. It was yeah. yeah. That, that's about how that went too. But uh, yeah, I'm really debating that. I've put a lot of effort currently into trying it, and um, I mean, it it's good. Like it it's it's gross how good turn one three inspector turn two Thalia is in the format. Yeah, that just is good enough to win sometimes too, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. Um. So we we both looked at the the Ross Merriam guide from on the on the MTG Rants Patreon, uh, Patreon. Uh, what uh, what are you kind of your your what's your gut take of the deck? I guess of uh, like how how would you like like what what makes what draws you to this deck basically? Uh, Gideon. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, honestly, though, um, I guess my gut take. Because I've been, I I was at work today and I was uh, reading it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's difficult because uh, I don't. I think it's really really good, and I feel like you win a lot of matchups like probably really easily randomly. You know, like reading his thing, he talks about a lot of like critical plays matter. Um, which yeah. I mean that's true for like every deck. Like that's not like something special exclusively to humans. Like every deck plays are very important, but he's like you know, don't overextend, blah, 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 all that. And then he mentions, like, and I have to pull it back up. I don't remember exactly. Also, I don't, this is a sideboard guide, so I don't know how much I'm going to say of it. But, um, and it, and it's it, very insightful. I will, I will say that. I, reading yeah. it today, I gained a new perspective on, uh, like, on just how the deck functions as a whole. Okay. Um, He's also high on Kithian. I'm already sold, so I play two. <laughs> I play two Kithian in my main. Um, okay. A card I do play currently, and or there's a chance I play it. it, it I am debating this for the five K on Sunday. Uh, the Star City uh, is Gideon's uh, ally because I know the lists are so divided because you either play Wedding Announcement or you play Gideon, and Wedding Announcement's probably better. So like I'm just I'm in I'm just such a sucker for Gideon. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I like the deck a lot, but like I put a lot of effort into Grease Fang and for Grease Fang they somebody came out with a list. Uh that Fire Shoes uh who's a great Twitter guy, you should follow him. He shares lists all the time. Um he had posted about somebody that played uh Grease Fang with Eldritch Evolution. And that list has kind of been running around lately. So my gut tells me that that is insane. Just like, just at well, when you so, said that. But, well, but that's just my, my initial gut take. But like, not to not to trash it or anything. No, 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 no. And so, I've, I've been wrong before many times. But Well, here's the anyway. thing. And I was trying to, and it's hard. it was hard for me to send this over message. So, and I told okay. Alec about it too. It was like, here's the thing, is that when you play the Traverse Package, which I play, um, and you traverse your your hands up, like you're showing your opponent that I am going to go get Grease Fang and put it in my hand. And then I have to have four extra mana, or three extra mana to um, to do whatever to it, right? To uh, To cast it. Right. But with the evolution list, they play uh, what's it called? The stupid uh... Uh, Stitchy. Yeah, they play Stitchy. So what you can do is you're a lot more in on like trying to combo off. So what you do is you go like turn one Stitcher, and your opponent's like, well, whatever. And you go like turn two Rafine's Informant, because you know as you do. And you then go like turn three. A lot of the times with Grease Fang, you know they. They'll see kind of what you're doing, right? Like, they'll be like, oh, he put a Parhelion in the graveyard. I can't tap out turn three because he'll kill me. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's that's a big thing. With this, you could not have Parhelion in your graveyard at all, and then when you go for it with the evolution, because they might, like, tap out on turn three for, you know, God knows what. Um, You know, for Fable or something, because they're like, oh, he can't go for it, so I'll tap out. Right, sure. You know, or whatever. So you might have them do that. 
And then you go, okay, cool, Eldritch Evolution, this guy, and then that guy turns into Mill 3, you hit a Parhelion, go get Grease Fang, and kill. Sure, okay. The other difference is that um, your, um, whatever it's called, your Traverse cares about Graveyard more than um, whatever it's called, um, Eldritch Evolution technically. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. But Traverse, like, minimum goes gets a land. You know, like, yeah. where, whereas uh, Eldritch Evolution gets a creature, but only caps off at Grease Fang, pretty much, you know? Right, that's true. Like, unless you're playing, like, some spicy, like, random dudes. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I know. Mean, it's I, like, like a virtual copy of like it's it's kind of mana like with the traverse. I feel like yeah, it's just mana or it's grease thing, which is like good, but uh, I, I, I okay. I don't know. I'm like I, I, I probably it, if the tournament were tomorrow, I would just play uh, the traverse package um, that I'm on now. Um, sure. Yeah. Like I just think it's uh, it's better. Or at least I like it better. I I will say I am only on one Lily. Uh, I could easily be told to cut her, and I would. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Lily. The problem with her that I had was that she ended the games that she was in my hand. Besides the blue red game, she was kind of like a win more, or like she just didn't impact anything going on. And the problem was is that you can't go find her. So, like, she's not in your hand wherever she's at in the 60s where she's at. And half of your deck is built on self-mill. And there were just a lot of games that she just, like, my two lilies that were in my main would just end up in my graveyard. And the reason I played two lilies in the main was to hopefully have her in my hand more. So, you know, I, I don't know, like, really how I feel about her. I might keep the one... And there's a chance that I just like am easily swayed to just be like, no, this card's not. So. Okay. Um. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think she's bad. Like I said, I definitely think Grease Fang utilizes her, but I also think the Abs and Grease Fang deck like wants her more than uh, or not Abs and Grease Fang, uh, Orzov. Because like Orzov's a mid range deck, and like Abzan's like I'm trying to combo off. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So I definitely if if like tournament was tomorrow too, I think I would need to respect Chariot more. I don't think I respect it as much as I. Um. Well, and, and actually, I guess that's not true because I did tell Alec about that when he played Rackstack. I was like, you should just Chariot again. Right. Just keep keep replaying it, make more cats, and just you don't care if they kill it because you'll just get back next turn basically well yeah i mean like you you keep going wide and like if rack sacks having to like if they're not cat looping you and they're having to throw like garbage in front of it like that's fine and like you like because alec didn't know really about looping legendary vehicles right like yeah. i i told him about like why two sky sovereigns is like favorite thing in the format right now i i think two sky sovereigns is like stable right like you have Two Sky Sovereigns tattoo on your arm right now. Yeah, and, well, the other thing, too, is, like, 
it helps beat Karn, which Karn is like I had against Green. I beat Green one of our games because he they always down tick Karn to get Tormont's Crypt, which yeah that sucks. But worst case scenario, what I did was I at five played a uh, Sky Sovereign, and then you force it force him to Tormont's Crypt when you go to combat to get like Parhelion back. Right. So like he. It it's not a perfect answer, but it is an answer. I am on trophies now because Justin was on Grease Fame too, and he was on trophies, and he did sell me on the idea. I hate trophy. I hate giving my opponent stuff. Like that's my least favorite thing. <laughs> I'm like that's just my that's just the way I play Magic. I hate like having to give up something to my opponent. Um, but you know sometimes you have to accept the concession if like a four mana card just ruins like damage it. Right, yeah. And then that's how Karn is. It's like, just four mana, like, I, I lose. Um, yeah, I, um, I don't know. The sideboard that I have currently is going to change probably if I played Grease Fang, like, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I, I like Grease Fang a lot. And it's it's slowly crawled up to, like, the tier, high tier status now. Right, I feel like even before, uh, before um, Dominaria kind of uh, impacted Pioneer, it was like there are three different Grease Fane decks, and it wasn't clear. Like, there was Esper and Mardu also. Yeah. And it wasn't clear, but now it's just Abzan, and that's it. That's the conversation. Like, I don't I don't really see those other decks anymore. Not no, like, I, I see Mardu now that, uh, like, I, I do agree. I think Fable's, like, super good to play, so, I mean, you know, Makes sense. No, yeah, but um, no. I mean, I don't know. It's it's weird. I I definitely think Abzan Grease Fang those like one of the decks that you have to respect. That's like up there. I agree. Like I think if you go to any kind of tournament right now, like there there's probably a pretty high chance that you run into it. To uh, I think so too. Like it, in some capacity, like they'll be around. Like yeah, yeah. I think so too. Okay. Um. And I guess I'll I'll go real quick because um, I'm not really wavering between two anymore. Like I still have green; it's still in my in my deck box and still there. But I was just like gut punched so hard. I was like I I'm so far away from wanting to grab it again. I do think like blue red is blue red creativity is like like a surprisingly good deck. And um, I'm kind of like looking at other builds of it. Like we were talking briefly about like some are just playing, let's just do two World Spine Worm instead of like World Spine Worm and uh, Xenogos. So you just like get a good creature for X equals one as opposed to going X equals two and winning the game. You just have like you're a little bit more fair and you just play a little bit lower. Yeah. Like. I know you. I know you're pretty low on that because you're like you could just win the game instead and just like set up for a win. And I think you're um, well, not to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of was was my takeaway with what you were saying with that kind of build. With wait, like playing two worlds by worm instead of like oh right the the win con off off cast yeah yeah yeah. I mean that's just kind of how I feel about it though. Like I to me when I play a combo deck, like I'm more in on like I I want to win. Sure. Yeah. There was also a, a list. I don't. And I'm kind of exclusively looking at the at the five O dumps, so this is not the. It's a decent source for for inspiration, I guess. But 
like I saw one list that was actually just main decking Hallbreaker horrors and creativity, just kind of playing a blue red control, but with creativity as kind of a another way to play. And just like if you expect spirits, this is like a good way to build the deck, I think, because it that's a tough one. That's a tough matchup. And yeah. if, if you just can do Hallbreaker horror and you just have to worry about creativity x equals one, and there were a few times where just like you had mana and just like shark typhoon is just like a good card and this is very it's very castable because we have so many treasures and stuff like that so like stuff like that just is interesting to me um so that was kind of interesting and there, and there's like there's a fair like the list i played had no uh jawari disruptions and then like the decked up had four i was like oh my god like i think people are kind of like figuring it out you know right oh that was like the initial build of the deck too was like using that as like a land slash sensor and i i'm just not really a big fan of that card or like doing that in your combo deck where you can play just other cards that kind of just filter through like sure Falcon awakening is like one of the best cards in the in the deck it just kind of it's it's a it's a it saves you it draws cards like you put combo pieces back in the deck it's just a really good card and it's a land too like yeah, like I know, like in Blue Red Breach before rotation in Modern Horizons, that was a important card for you to play in in Emrakul Breach. Was just like, well, let's put put the bad cards back because I don't need the bolts versus uh blue blue white control, or I don't need whatever, and you just redraw cards, and it's an instant. So that's like I don't know. I I just I'm still trying to figure it out, but I still like the list I played, and I probably would just like play that stock build and consider maybe minor changes. Like the only ch- like the the change I made from like a stock list to what I played was like people are just playing the uh test of talents and in the board and I was like, dude, that card is such a haha slam dunk you versus like just play negate. Which like test of talents came in like like I had sideboard mapping for for the event where I was like, okay, what do I, what what comes in, what comes out, what are my, what, where's my head at? And then I was like, test of talents comes in like two matchups when the gate comes in like a shitload. And I was like, why not just play more to gates instead of this like one of like terrible card? So sure, yeah. So I guess that's it. I just wanted to rant about test of talents and like I just don't, I just don't think that card matters like in a meaningful way. Like, I think the times where it matters are like, haha, I got you. It's like, yeah, Negate would have done that too. Like, the, the difference between those cards is so minimal. Yeah. And Negate is just a, such a better, like, a wider application. Like, people, Negate is good. Like, that's, that's, in my, that's, that's what's tattooed on my arm. Negate. Yeah, <laughs> Negate. But yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm seriously considering anything else. Um, like like certainly not Lotus Field. I I that dream is is I'm so far away from considering that right now. Um, gonna like be like six of the five O's next week. Like it's <laughs> no, it's 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 uh, I think it's kind of like when uh when you lost Simeon Spirit Guide. Oh shut sure. uh, 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 It's uh, it's the literally the exact same thing. No, I just I I. I I'm just completely off hidden strings combo right now. You didn't now. get a B and R or anything. You just your deck's just not good. <laughs> the B and R was just like 
progression of the metagame, and then it was sin and it sucked. <laughs> For me, my deck already was sucking, and then they did being hard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they were like, let's just, let's just kick them all down. You're right. <laughs> they were like, you want to play what deck? Ad nauseum? Loser. That, it kind of reminds me of uh, when we played Among Us, like, way back in the day. And I remember we were at, like, a... I just, this story is so, so funny. Um, I, I like call the meeting in Among Us. I'm, I'm, I'm just assuming everyone's familiar with Among Us, but I call a meeting because I find a body. Cole is dead silent. And he's alive. He's, he's dead silent. And I'm like talking with another friend, like, hey, we need, we have to vote someone or we'll lose or something like that. Like, we just have to vote someone. Like, we just need to be unanimous. And everybody's like, it's person A or person B. It's like, it's definitely one of them. And then I was like, well, we had to vote on someone. And I was like, Al was like, let's ban, let's kick, let's vote on Cole. Yeah. It was quiet and as far as we knew, innocent the whole time. And you're like, wait, what? And, and then that, uh, that first, like, okay, sure. And then like Cole gets like four or five votes and is kicked off the, <laughs> off the spaceship out of nowhere. But it was actually the right call. So that was, so it was the right, you, you like mystery called it. It was, it right. was so. Like, oh, it was so good. I missed yeah. those, because that was, that was also the one of the times whenever we were playing with Donovan, and I like, got everyone to vote him out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> I, I was just like, yeah, Donovan sucks. And they were like, you know what? Let's do it. I think what, yeah, there's so many, like, people, everyone will have a story of, about Among Us, and, like, another one was, like, someone's like, if you vote off, like, someone said, like, vote off Cole, if that doesn't work, just vote off me, just, like, right away, emergency meeting, I'll do it. I know it's Cole. I was like, we can just vote off you right now and find out. Yeah, you <laughs> saved my life. That was so good. Yeah, because I think maybe I was. I don't. I don't remember like the the teams or anything. But I was like, just made a joking suggestion, and people were like, you know what? We could just vote <laughs> vote him off instead and find out right away. Uh, I don't. Rem- I don't even remember like anything else, but just that whole people just taking that random suggestion <laughs> was really funny. Um, I kind of like don't miss Fall Guys or uh, Among Us. I do like I play a shitload of Fall Guys though. Fall Guys that, is good. Should, everyone should play Fall Guys. Yeah, and you know I'm working towards the Golden Witch outfit. I'm like forty crowns away. I'm a little bit away, but I'm I'm that's the next le- that's the next level up for me. So I'm. Oh, is the, is the top or the bottom? Uh, I have the bottom. I'm I'm trying to get the top, and I'll have a full full outfit. Uh, at everyone listening to the podcast, if you haven't played Fall Guys, you should. It's very. Yeah, that's that's our sponsor for the show. Is, God, uh, I wish, <laughs> dude. No, uh, yeah, we we sponsor everyone, someone all the time. Yeah, I tweeted about um, Inkling last time. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so nice to meet her. And, and, she's and, so uh, she's so great. Every time I met her, she's great. Yeah. She, yeah. She's gonna be at Vegas. When is, Vegas is soon, right? I think like, so. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about events we're not going to. I think that's probably the end of the pod today. <laughs> <laughs> When we talk about Among Us stories and uh, about events we're not going to, I think that's the end of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's getting late, okay. so. Okay. Uh, we'll try to be back pretty soon we'll t- and uh, maybe have a pod before the SCG event. Um, that looks we'll certainly, like, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that looks like the plan is that we're going to try to do it next week. So Because Brent, I'm going to keep him to it, gang, said that this coming week, since he's off call, he's going to just go do a bunch of testing. So that he doesn't suck ass at the SCG. I've only done really well SCG events, which is the only one I played. I was like, so, the only time that you've ever <laughs> gone to a fireball event was when you hated me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
I I think creativity it's a good deck, but I think the room will just like, oh yeah, creativity, that's a good deck. So I'll probably I'll probably just be a shitload of burn and I'll be like, why did I not play Amulet? Hey, you lost a burn anyways when you played Amulet, so it's not changed much. You know, it's funny, like the um the tournaments I do well, I just could not find burden in the, oh, in the, in the ability. Speaking of burn, I have a story. Sorry to cut you off before we end the episode. Go, go ahead. So, Nerd Hollow did their Super Modern, which unfortunately you're wrong call. And their Super Modern was double the prize entry, but double the prize support. And their prize support is three packs per win. So, six packs per win, right? And okay. I went up there to go hang out with the guys. Uh, so, Jacob, all there. they're all playing. Jacob's on hammer time. And Jacob is playing round two against Burn. Okay. And and game one, Jacob wins. And game two... Well, game one, uh, he idle unlocks himself. Plays two Eidolons, and Jacob gets him to four. Okay. Game two, Jacob has the nut. The nut. Hand. Like, turn, like turn two, or just like a strong turn three? Turn two. He okay. is, his starting hand is Plains, Springleaf Drum, Ornithopter, Cigarda's Aid. Okay. Go. Burn player like was on literally the, the perfect cards. Yeah, yeah, Burn player was on the play. And he had Hammer and Shadow Spear in hand. Okay. Burn, burn player was on the play. So he's played like Turbo Goblin Guide. Burn player looks at the board, looks at Jacob and me, and then like he's like, I don't think I have a choice. And then goes, Fetch Shock Chalice on one. This is... It's Burn. It's Boros Bird. No. Okay, okay, sure. And he just Fetch Shock Chalice on one, and then Jacob lost. <laughs> And I, I stood up. I was like, I have to walk away. I was, I about did a flip. That is so funny. Yeah, Jacob was like, he didn't cast a spell after that. And I was like, really? I was like, I'm sure neither of you casted a spell after that. I mean, Jacob has the, uh, oh, Shadow Sphere is already in hand, so he can't even, like, cheat it back or anything. I guess, like, with Saga or whatever. He has Stoneforge. Yeah, Stoneforge if, if it lives. If it lives. Yeah. Well, Stoneforge could put anything into play. Hey, Chalison won. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can't just, like, put anything in. Yeah, yeah but Jacob said that. The goblin guy just did basically 18 points of damage. <laughs> but yeah, I about did a whole flip. It was so funny. He's like, I guess I have to do this. So I was like, have to do what? <laughs> yeah, hold up bolt? Like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, what are you going to hold it like Searing Blaze? And then no. I just slammed a chow someone. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. And I was like, what deck are you playing again? Dude. Uh... Like this week has been hell. Like I've oh, worked... I feel that, dude. Uh, you you probably you probably more so. You you actually like you're staying fit because of your job. You just like you you get workouts. Like <laughs> me, it's just like I like sitting at my desk, like ugh. But like three of the four days, this is Thursday night. Three of the four days this week, I've worked ten hour days. Uh, just and this is all like self inflicted. So it's just like I was gonna say, mine are like nines, and I hate it. I mean, my it's it's not even that bad. It's just like we have so much work that we need to do. I work as a I work in IT basically. So you're always uh, have so stuff I, to do, yeah. Yeah, and we're just so far behind because the company is like acquiring other companies, so it's just like complete chaos. And and what what you you know you said I was on call and I like multiple nights I've had calls at like two or three a.m. because I need to support people in India, and it's just like. It's just so. So miserable. do you have to get up for those? Like, do you have like an alarm? Yeah. Oh my god. No, no, yeah. It's a. It is a phone call, and I I have to answer it. Or I don't like. It's it's not like I answer it or I get in trouble. Some like you know I'm. Sometimes I miss call, calls or. Yeah, it's like two a.m. I was like, holy hell. What's what's what? Yeah, but so I like just like the past 
like two nights at least i've had calls at like at 3 a.m and it's like you know i groggy brent like puts on some glasses and you know in in like my underwear just like walking to the office like all right <laughs> let's let's fucking go it's it's just exo- like that's the worst part of it no oh, um yeah. like I get you know it's it's extra money in the uh, when it comes to payday because it's I'm hourly so it's like I get paid for it but just like no it's and so, the mo- yeah. in in it it's just like I would just like I would trade this money for like five more minutes of sleep oh dude <laughs> I every time like the job I have is good like I work with dogs all day and the people yeah. I work with are pretty good but like I dude and and the paycheck's nice but sometimes man I'm like. Because I, I work an hour away, and there's like a chance I might be transferring to closer. Hopefully, yeah, um, I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah, then I could have to not get up at like five a.m. But um, I, I see you at these magic events, and you just like look like you're at three percent. Hey, man, I almost day two to Star City with that nauseum on an hour of sleep. But like, maybe that's where I need to be in life. But literally fell asleep in that convention center. That was like <laughs> that was like seven years ago. Golly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And at the. Uh side event of hbmo i had like m&ms was my diet the entire day just like oh was that the one that i like went and got fat i was like i'm gonna go to arby's and get the beans after i don't remember yeah because that was I... when i got the money uh for day two so i was like all right I'm leaving like... that's yeah because you yeah because you were yeah ev- like everyone was miserable and rios was like he was my cheerleader because we both did the uh the side of it yeah dude because the sec day two started like way early for some reason and i was like I just didn't even want to be there anyways. Yeah. Yeah, we, we watched you. I I feel like I didn't watch you play hardly at all. Like cuz I'm like cuz we we were playing separate events but like half a room away, half a convention hall away or whatever. Yeah. And then like you can go watch me lose on on stream. I did win one game. I totally forgot. Did not I thought I I thought two owed me. I mean, we 3-1. No. You you took a game. Yeah, I took a game with 2-1 yep. hasties. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what did it. Yeah, that's what did it. It was 2-1 hasties. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Stranglewood guys. Best fair card magic. And then game three, he uh, did what four color does. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I fucking hate four color, though. Yeah, Jacob, still. Well, Jacob still. keeps asking me. He's like, you should play in these modern events. I was like, dude, if I play four color like more than one time, I'm going to flip out. Yeah. If my opponent goes, fetch shock utopia sprawl, I'm going to like scream. <laughs> If my opponent reveals Yorian, I'll leave. And they could be on, like, Yorian Rhinos or some shit. And hell, even Rhinos got a new card against Yawgmoth, i.e. the stupid Leyline Binding. And Rhinos was already terrible. <laughs> so, like, now they got even yeah. better cards for us. That doesn't matter. Whatever. I'm not gonna get into that. But... Okay. Yeah, hopefully next week we, we get to record again so Brent can tell you how he's feeling about four color... Or not four color. Uh, creativity. And then I'm going to do a lot of heavy, heavy testing this week so I can let y'all know how I feel about um, the humans versus Reese Fang debate. Yeah. Because I may, I may actually take next Thursday and Friday off just to... I took just... Friday off for no reason. Like, at work. <laughs> like, like, tomorrow or... No, like next, next Friday. <laughs> for the Star Shit. City. Well, because I was like... I, I don't know why I thought there was, like, a qualifier. Is not there usually for like, modern Friday stuff oh, well, to get buys for modern well, I, event? Well, I have no, I I don't know why you did that then. Yeah, I know. I told Jacob, I was like, I have no idea why I did that. I was like, I'm just gonna sleep. I'm just hey, gonna, I mean, I'm just gonna, yeah, just catch up on sleep. Maybe we can just hang out because I'll be off 
regardless, I'll be off Friday. So yeah, I was like, we could probably like, go meet up early, get some actual testing in, because I know all the guys are gonna go test. We could hang out or like go eat. Or do I'm not doing F and M though. That you know my rule. I know your rule. I'm well. That's when they start their standards. Though I'm probably also not gonna do. <laughs> No, yeah, I think I think my rule is perfect, and that rule is for those listening is like if I'm playing Saturday, I don't play Friday. Like, this is a big waste of time. Well, so to redact that though, you do play test because we have yeah. play tested on Fridays. No, right. I'm not like I, I don't. I'm not going to go to play FNM, which is a, a grab bag of like the tier seven Thunderdome, and like I don't it want. It can be. It, it can be. I mean, there's like you know people play good decks or whatever but it was, i'm just like i don't want to be like oh my gosh i played against ponza twice so maybe i need the fourth to sage you or like i, I, like, I, don't, I don't know i don't skew. i don't disagree with your with your logic because i think yeah. i think it's gen i think generally you should do what you do like i think i would tell every player getting into grinding events that you should not play fnm and like, if you do play fnm i think you should not play the deck you're going to play the next day Right, like maybe even play a different format. Yeah, or honestly, like, like if Pokemon you're or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, if you go, because when I would do Pokemon grinding, um, I would always play BS the week before I did the event. Yeah, like I would play like stuff I built, then go play like the cup, then play like whatever I was gonna play. And go okay with it. Right, but yeah, I would never. But that was that was less for your thought and more just for like I just did that for fun. Yeah. But I do agree with your your logic. Like I I would ad- adopt it. I mean, currently the only format I play is Pioneer, and all a lot of the big events lately are modern. So like I don't have that problem. Yeah. Um. Because if I want to go true. play FNM, it's Pioneer. Well, not anymore. Must have shifted back. But um. Uh. Yeah. The uh, fire shoes. Last thing for the episode. The guy that I was talking about, Robert. The who, last last thing. Yeah. Last last thing. He, okay. on Twitter, which you should follow him, like I said, if you want a good deck list, like, he's the reason I knew about Eldritch Evolution Respect before the 5 of the job. Yeah. Um, hashtag go follow him. But he tweeted, or shared, um, about they, he got the numbers for RCQs uh, for the first, like, couple weeks in October. Like, the formats. Oh, <clears> sure, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I can find it real quick. Um, it's actually pretty interesting, honestly. What uh, what some of the uh, like formats are. Funny enough, uh, actually, you know what? You quizzed me earlier. I'm gonna quiz you real quick. Oh boy. Okay, what so you, I'm, I'm you... on MTG Finder. So I need it. Do I need to not be here? Don't be there. Okay, I'm not there. Uh, what do you think is the highest RCQ? Like the the one that's scheduled the most. So is this? So is this in? It, so, in the United so he, States. So I'll tell you right now. So he tweeted, I spent a couple hours going through the RCQs on the Wizard Event Locator and can no longer see straight. Uh, however, a lot more have been added since Monday. Here's the current format breakdown for the Midwest. Uh, okay, so this is, uh, there's a hundred in total. So what do you think I selected? Event. Yeah, like if, if you were a store and you like post about RCQ, what do you think the highest uh, format was? I think I was thinking like Midwest, but I think it's all regions are approximately like the same. Maybe I I would I mean I would just guess modern as the number one overall. Okay, you'd be right. It okay, is, modern was forty three. Forty three out of the hundred. Yep. I would have probably guessed a little bit higher than. And then, what do you think was second? Um, 
I think it could go many different ways. Um, I mean, I think like Midwest, I hear it has like a legacy scene, but I still want to. I, I don't. I don't think I'd guess legacy. I think I would guess standard because that's the dream. Like, what if you just asked me generically? I would have said standard. So I'll, I'll just say standard. I would guess is number two. You would be wrong. It is Pioneer at twenty seven. So four to three twenty seven. That's seventy of the hundred that he saw. And okay. then, what do you think the third is? And do you think there's a fourth? Uh, I would guess. I w- okay, based on your tone, I would say maybe it's. I would say it's standard and sealed. Like it's standard I, I and limited. There's, okay, we'll do limited. I, I I guess they're sealed, or maybe so they're drafted. Standard at eighteen, limited at twelve. Okay, I think yeah. Okay, that's to me that's modern being is a little lower than I expected, and pioneers certainly higher. I think people are expected. gravitating more towards pioneer, but I mean, like it. The, uh, no, I think so too. I think so too. Well, here's the weird thing, and you know, I used to shit talk pioneer like religiously, but uh, here's the thing: it's like when pioneer was first kicked off, or it kind of died. Um, due to wizards and activity on things, you know, all that. However, you... COVID and there were like a few things. Too. Yeah, there was there's a lot. Them not banning things when they needed to be COVID, like there's a lot. Them not putting yeah. it on arena, that's enough. a lot of things. Either way, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. But they had framed it like it was gonna be like a pro tour format, that it was gonna be kind of like new modern. And a lot of people, right. a lot of people shifted to that. Like when Pioneer first came out, there were a lot of people, you know, like Modern's dead. We're gonna push Pioneer, whatever. Right. I obviously, I still like as much as I hate Modern right now. I still love the format. I've had a lot of fun with the format. <laughs> the format has a lot of the decks that I like. It's had a lot of memories in the years. Just because I don't like the format now doesn't like the format. I just hate kind of where it's become. Like I don't like. I don't like four color, and I'm never gonna like four color. But that's that's me. And if you like four color, you like four color. Whatever. Um, but going on, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, if you like an archetype, you're bad. And you're bad. I played Hogan. Oh, well, well, well. To be clear, if you're a mill player, fuck you, and and you should leave. That's it. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm not. Kidding. I'm not like certain other uh, popular people that will say they hate a four, uh, hate an archetype that should feel bad about it i disagree with that entirely i i do too i think that's very toxic but i'm not gonna get into that but um like i don't i've never had a problem like i've played against lantern i've played against mill i've played against Merfolk, i've played against ogak played against old infect i've played against dredge like i've seen it all and like yes i played against kci i played kci like, yeah, you so, missed neoform that that, that i played neoform and i played against I, neoform like yeah i as I've taken those losses and I've been upset, but I've never been like, man, you play this archetype, you're an asshole piece of shit. Like, I'm like, oh, that's what you did. Like, I played Hogak and I got villainized for it or vilified for it, like, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, either way, though, but, like, I just don't like Modern now. And, you know, when Pioneer came out, they, like, phrased it to be, like I said, another the new Pro Tour format or a new one. And right. then obviously, like I said, a lot of things happened, and they did do big events for it when it started, because I remember watching fucking Field of the Dead everywhere with the uh, Hour of Promise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those fucking mirrors, but stupid. But yeah, like, and then obviously, like we said, you know, COVID hit, they didn't really ban things when they needed to be banned. Like, the whole argument with Inverter, all that. 
Even Uro was just like... I think Uro was a lot... I think people liked Uro a lot better than they liked Inverter. Yeah, they were probably the Uro players. <laughs> no, but even then, like, I think... I, Inverter I, was, like, yeah, that was I think Inverter just, like... Well, I think the problem with Inverter, for a lot of people, versus the whole argument that, like, it just had a high percentage on Moto. Because that, that was what their argument was, right? Was that it just had a high percentage? Like it was, it w- well, events weren't firing was, like, the biggest one. Because, like, they, they would have, like, their... Well, there was a whole strike. Events. Like, people were like, yeah. we're not we're not doing this anymore. Like, the whole popper thing, basically. Right, yeah. Um, but, like, I think the thing about Inverter, from when I played, that was annoying, was, like, the format didn't feel like it, it really could combat a combo deck that just randomly would do it. You know? Like, that was the thing that, that I think had a problem with the format, because the format felt like it leaned towards the standard player versus the modern player. Yeah. In the sense that, like, you know, when you're a modern player and you play against a combo deck and they do the thing you kind of expect, like, oh, whatever, you had it, like, Breach, KCI, or when Tron players turn three Tron, you're like, oh, of course you did. But, like, you know, if you're a standard player and you haven't played against, like, combo decks like that, you know, you sit across, like, Inverter and they just, like, top deck Inverter, I don't know, like, oh, well, that's stupid. Like, I worked all this time to try to kill you and you just top decked a 6-6 flyer that won you the game. Right. And then the other part about Inverter that a lot of people, I think, had a problem with, too, was that Inverter itself could just kill you. And yeah. Like, it, it's... It, we, Brent and I had a really interesting discussion about Tunnel Vision uh, for sideboarding and, like, matchups. So, I have to talk about that next episode. That was a, that was a good conversation. Oh, yeah. Because I think Inverter, like, falls under that, where people would, like, Tunnel Vision to, like, stopping... We're talking about, like, newer players and stuff, by the way, everybody, but, or, like, not as adept players. I'm not saying I am, but, like, because I fall under tunnel vision all the time, where, like, you sideboard into, like, trying to stop combo, and then they're like, oh, I just play my 6-6 flyer, and you die. Right, like, like, people playing, uh, like, Yawgmoth, like, all right, turns your Layla in the void, gotcha, then you're like, all right, keep attacking, keep attacking. Yeah, as somebody who plays a lot of combo decks, I... I definitely win games a lot of the time off of people. Like, like where Greasefang actually is a perfect example, because uh, Brent and I talked about it a while back, was like, you play against, uh, like, when I play Greasefang at RCQs and at everything else, like, I play against people who are like, oh, like you said, Leyline of the Void, right? And they, like, mold yeah. into it. And then you're like, I'll play a Chariot. And they're like, oh, well, I don't have anything for that. And then you're like, okay, well, I don't need... And then they, you, like, hardcast a Sky Sovereign. And they're like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what to do like about what's happening. <laughs> but then you do play against, like, you know, comp, or I don't want to say comp, that's not what I want to use, but, like, more adept um, players, and they're like, you know, they, they know not to, like, that the graveyard is only, like, kind of like a bonus for what my deck's trying to do. Oh, right. Because sometimes it's better to stop the combo when it's happening, versus, like, being, like, like rip, you know, like, recipes being like, oh, this will just stop it entirely, like, when I played against that blue red deck, that eighteen shatter deck, like he didn't play any grave hate. His grave hate was the battlefield. Right. Like yeah. Greasefang was only ever on the board for like a minute, or the Parhelion was only ever on the battlefield for a second. Like, you know, that was how the game went. Yeah. And that was almost more effective than if he played like Soul Guide Lantern. Because then I keep trying to push this combo, you know, over and over, and he's it, it didn't stop his plan either, because he had like Prismari Command. Stuff so you're doing two for one, 
Right. He's like, oh, well, I'll shatter that, but I'm also going to use the moat anyways to make a treasure. Yeah. You know, to, to push my plan. Then he had, like, is it charm? And I was like, golly. That's not a shatter, but that card's really good. Yeah. And that's, like, the strength of, like, Jeskai Breacher. I've seen people that just, like, like, the fastest Oracle goes in the graveyard, the win condition. They're like, all right, play Relic, sack it. It's like, and they're just expecting to sign the match lip, and then they're like, okay, well, I'll just, like, make a Saga token and then a Ragavan, and this is still, this will win. Yeah, like, you, you devoted this whole time, like, like I played Yawgmoth where that's happened, where, like, I played against, like, Tron, and they, like, mulligan for, like, Tormod, or not Tormod, but, uh, relics and stuff it just doesn't do anything because it's like you, yeah you think that stopping the combo is going to beat like me just beating you up right so creatures still have power and toughness over here like what are we doing yeah to quote ross Merriam, actually i sent this to brent because reading the cyborg guide he said this and i was like and brent said you should get a shirt yeah and it's a it's yeah. a good it's a good quote honestly for the deck, it's for like aggro decks in general. Yeah, this a is a quote, quote for aggro deck. Yeah, it doesn't matter how fast you get your opponent to five if you can't get it. I was like, that's a good quote. I was like, that's a yeah. that's a very good quote for aggro deck because <laughs> well, because a lot of people when you play like a Tarkaret and stuff, you get tunnel vision on like how fast can I get them low, you know? Because I could like top deck that. Like I think that's especially at least I fall under that where I'm like if I get them to three, then like I could top deck like a bolt. Like, right. That's not really what you should be thinking about. You should be like, how can I like get them to zero without having to like throw every card in my hand away? Right. To yeah. only get them to five. So it's a good quote. But that was a that was a good episode today for us. Um, I have to go to bed, and Brent's a beautiful human, and probably also. Uh, yeah, because I'll probably have to, I'll probably wake up in a few hours. Oh to my god! It's it's over in just a few days, and I'm oh excited God. to just see you, cause dude, it has been a rough week. And I'm like, I want to play test with my best friend. I haven't seen him. And I was like, I went to Wednesday, and there was only six of us. And I was like, Brent, want to leave? At least made this fun. And I like left. Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, I went one two because I played a Tarka Red, and I have no idea how to sideboard with it. <laughs> <laughs> you got the guide though, so you I did. Roger sent now. me the guide like an ass. <laughs> All right, Roger, I need to figure out what I'm playing for uh, Star City. Here's a cyborg guy to a Tarka Red. That was not on the list, but okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take nothing over this. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was just taking you reading the message and not responding. I love Roger to death. He's a great guy. We'll have to bring him on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's call, let's call it there, yeah, though. Yeah, let's call it. All right. Thanks, everyone, for checking us out. This is the real last one. We'll catch you guys next time. All right, later.